Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. And join now, Rex Ryan, ESPN NFL. Going on, Coach. Hey, how you guys doing, man? How about them Lions? <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, Lions? About that? Eight, you like you some Dan Campbell? Over, oh, I love Dan Campbell. And, and I like one of the assistant coaches pretty good there, too, that uh, <laughs> assistant receiver coach. What's his Doesn't name? Doesn't look anything like me, but What's he's got the same again? last name, man. That's <laughs> Rex's son. You know, know exactly. Know. My son just, just kicking butt. And that was actually his play that they did with the little uh, fake screen and or, to uh, – uh, Amonra St. Brown, a little pitch out okay. to Swifty. You know, with game on the line, no big deal. But anyway, um, imagine his offense got to be Rodgers like sausage. Who's not happy to well, see I, that? I, I said this before when we were talking about this game on Friday. I was like, there's something about if you don't like a team, or if there's something like Detroit feels like they carry that type of energy where they're spiteful and they just they're going to compete anyway. But they'll find some extra gear not to like you, and that's a in division rival. Like, why wouldn't you want to take their heart? That's what you do. No, absolutely. And going into that game, it's funny because you you felt the disrespect that Aaron Rodgers had placed on on Detroit. And Detroit was like, uh, here's the problem. We're going to show up again. And they dang sure did and and kept Aaron. All I heard was how old the hot. Nobody wants to play Green Bay. You know who wanted to play Green Bay? Detroit Rock City wanted to play Green Bay, (laughs) and they want to play him next year and the years and years after that. Because I got news for you, that that division is going to run through Detroit the next five, six years. Five or six? Wow. They're building it, man. You know what, Rex? when When I looked at this game to start with, there was a couple things that I thought I figured Green Bay, you you were one win away from going to the playoffs. You scratched and clawed and fought all the way to get to this position. It's going to be a layup for you because Detroit's going to be scoreboard watching. They're going to realize by the time kickoff starts that they're out of it, right? They're going to mm-hmm. lay it down. Then Green Bay gets an extra boost. But Green Bay didn't even take advantage of the situation. They allowed Jared Goff and company to come into Lambeau freezing cold, and just shellack them and get out of there with a 20-16 win. Yeah. I, I don't even know where to start with this, in this one. This is, it, it makes no sense. Key, this is a great one. I, I went into it thinking, all right, remember that Tarver versus Roy Jones fight? Which one? The, 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 the second one when he goes, what's going to be your excuse this time? Mm. That was it. That's how, that's how Detroit came in. If, if Green Bay was thinking they were going to get a different team, uh-oh, that, that, that wasn't going to happen. So, to me, that's what this game was about. And Detroit's message was going to be they wanted to say, hey, look, uh, we're, we're the best team in this division. Right now we're the best team in this division. They've won eight, they've won eight out of their last ten games. So they're eight and two in their last ten games. And so this team, you talk about, and Jared Goff, like everybody dismisses, well, cold weather and all that. He hasn't thrown an interception like 340 passes. Yeah. So to me it's like this team – uh, the entire NFC is happy as hell that they never made the playoffs. Rex, I you, can you, tell you that. Rex, you're in television now. Now you're in the television yep. world. Who's to blame? Who gets to blame? Is it Aaron yeah. Rodgers? Is it Matt LaFleur? Is it the front? Like, who gets to yeah, blame Mike T now? said Aaron Rodgers needed to be picking up those young receivers from the airport, developing rapport. He did not do that early. Right. What do you think? Well, no, I, I think when you look at it from a statistical standpoint, who's play declined this year? Aaron Rodgers' Aaron play Rogers. declined. Mm-hmm. Like by leaps and bounds. Part of that, by the organizational standpoint, you let Devontae Adams walk. Only the best receiver in the game. 
I don't care if you get Justin Jefferson, whatever. This is the most dangerous receiver in the game. He had an unbelievable connection with Aaron Rodgers. You let him walk. That's a horrible mistake by the organization. But Aaron Rodgers' play dipped significantly, and and so did the defenses. I, I, I think you know they started playing decent at the end of the year, but not good enough. So, Rex, with that being said about Aaron Rodgers' performance dipping in a decline this year, what do you think about the similarities between Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers? Because now it seems like for the past couple of years, when the season's on the verge of being done, a lot of talk about, oh, I'm just going to take my time and try to yeah. figure out what I want to do. It's like you're in the same boat that you were with, with Favre. Yeah, the only difference is you don't have a quarterback behind you. So Jordan Love is not Aaron Rodgers, like a young Aaron Rodgers. I remember when, when we played, I was at, at Baltimore, and we beat the brakes off them, and they brought in this rookie. All right, they they, they – said, all right, Brett, this game's over. We're going to bring in this rookie. And I'm like, oh, we're going to kill him, which we did. But I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> this guy could peg the ball. Like, oh, man. But I don't think Jordan loves that kind of guy. But to your point, Jay, well, it is set up exactly like that, exactly like that. You invested, you gave this kid plenty of time to develop. Is he the guy or not? Hey, Rex, hmm. I want to bring up something. I brought it up with you in the past, but I need to bring it up again. Because I was hearing from many guys through the years, well, of course, Belichick's considered the undisputed GOAT. He has Tom Brady. And I was always thinking, come on, sour grapes. It's the coach. It's not the quarterback. Come on. But now, Tom Brady, oh, it's the worst team ever in the playoffs. I don't know about all that. I know he's in the playoffs. I know Aaron Rodgers is not. I know Brady is. I know Belichick's not. This is three years without Brady, no playoff wins. He's now going into year 10 without Mm -hmm. Brady as a head coach when you add Cleveland in. One playoff win. Yeah. What are we learning about since Brady and Belichick parted ways? Well, no, I, I think it's hilarious because I've been saying it forever. You know, give me Tom Brady and, and see my stack. Like I, how many Super Bowls would I would have won? Apparently six or seven. I, I don't know if I would have won that many, but maybe. And I'm going to say this. Bill Belichick's a great football coach. No denying it. But – with Tom Brady, like this is the greatest player of all time. He he gets he's got a terrible team. They're old, they're slow, they're whatever, but they're in the playoffs again, right? Like it's crazy. How many times has he been been out of the playoffs when he's when he's been uh, the starting quarterback? What zero? Like I I don't know, maybe one time, maybe. But it's like the guy, he's the difference. When you got great quarterbacks, it's hard to lose in this league. So is it fair really to is. Say, is it fair to say? Because I also am not arguing. Belichick's greatness. Oh, yeah. He'd be a fool, right? Yeah. Hey, by the way, he has his teams have done okay since he right. with no quarterback. But is it fair to say that the undisputed goat, the undisputed, has to come off now, and he is a candidate for that position? But there are other guys too. Is that fair to say in terms of the all-time great coaches? Well, yeah, I mean it's fair to say because you can say Shula, you can say you know Lombardi, you can say a, a ton of guys. But in my opinion, I've coached against most of them. And I would say Belichick was, is the best. And, and the mm. reason for it is situational football. I, I don't think anybody is better than Belichick in situational football. Now, look. Unless the, the situation the, is making the playoffs without Tom Brady. Geez. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah. otherwise that but, situation. But I think part so of it is I think the, his, his drafting hasn't helped him. And that's part of it. I think the GM that he doesn't, get the, he's, doesn't have the title – but I think the GM, Bill Belichick, is hurting the coach, Bill Belichick. And I, I don't morning. think they have, that, they, don't, they don't have that talent anymore. And everybody gets on me because I'm saying JV football team. 
I'm saying a JV football team based on the guys that I used to coach against. Mm. One guy on that team, one guy on that team would have started. And I've said it from jump. I said it 10 weeks ago. All right? And did I think this team was going to make the playoffs? Of course not. And, and look, the year he made it to the playoffs, right, okay, with uh, last year, they have an extra spot in the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. The, the extra team goes in now. And that's probably why he made the playoffs. So getting in there used to be really hard. Trust me, it used to be really hard to make them. Now, I mean, you've got teams that are, you know, 500 making the playoffs. So it's a little easier now. Rex, Not for him, Rex, though. Getting your bag this morning, Rex. That's ahead, right. By, by the way, that's right. We were talking about so, Bill Belichick, the GM, early on. I wonder if Robert Kraft at a certain point says, look, you know, we want you to coach, but you know, maybe bring someone who, 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 who shares a philosophy, but maybe is a little better at it, frankly, but right like, Don't now. you think no that Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick no has chance. invented the philosophy? Yeah. That's going to be the problem, though. Like, who are you going to put over the top of him to help him with personnel decisions? I don't think the two can ever be – Separated, they're you're combined. Not, you're, you're right. Nobody's going is going to be over top of Bill yeah. Belichick. If you're going to do that, then Bill Belichick's going to walk. And you think Sean Payton would make a lot of money? How much would Bill Belichick make in the open market? You know what I mean? Like, come on, it's ne- never going to happen. A never lot of money, even, even at his age, they'll yep. sign up for the next four to five years. Who's the best team in the AFC? Uh, sexy Rexy. Man, oh man, I, I think the best team in the AFC right now is Kansas City because they're they're starting to trend that way. Their defense is actually showing up, but we've seen it before with Spagnola because I think man, their averages can be until they get to the playoffs. And this guy's had a history of that of getting this team ready to go for those those moments. And I think they're poised to do it. However, I'm not going to go against my the Buffalo Bills have been my team the whole season, and I'm they just have to. They need to get a few more guys back, and I think when they do, man, uh, so what, Josh what, what Allen they, is so dangerous. What do they play, know? Saturday or Sunday? When's uh, that Buffalo game? Uh, I'm not sure, up, guys. Let me look yeah, at the schedule. Yeah, question, yeah it, but, but whatever it is, they're going to have a nice little fish snack uh, whenever they play. Oh, they're going to chomp on those Dolphins oh, over yeah, there, Jay. but Jim. the Dolphins are in the playoffs, you know? So, like, you know, like, yeah, they yeah, they yeah, are. Yeah, for a week, you just hear him say Hey. Come on. You heard Coach say it's 17 I now. don't want to derail the conversation oh, talking God. about the fans actually making the playoffs and proving Keyshawn Johnson wrong. It's what a, I do want to do is acknowledge to the world that oh, we have God. taken an hour and 11 minutes and we have not mentioned the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, my goodness. We have not mentioned the Cowboys. And yesterday, I wanted to ask you, Jason Garrett was on NBC and he made a comment. He was talking about the Cowboys defense. And he was saying, you know, this defense is really fast when they're on turf. Right. When they're on grass, it's not the same. And we've seen that now. Lambeau, now we saw it with the commanders. Right. Like, do you, from a defensive specialist, do you see any reasoning behind that? Like, well, what? yeah, there's always that. But, and, it, and it's also, you, they're going to play much faster at home because you got the crowd noise and all that. So you got the cadence. I think that's it. When you're on the road, now all of a sudden people are quiet. So, the, you know, you can't affect the cadence the way you can when you're playing at home. So it's not just a turf issue. It's the fact where you're playing. So all the, that pass rush and all that, it's it's way different on the road than it is in a uh, loud home stadium. And, and that's why the advantage of, you know, teams playing at home, the Eagles, for instance, the, that's that makes a huge difference. And that's still why I like the Eagles in the NFC. But um, but we'll see. And, and this team, to me, the lack of professionalism drives me crazy for, for Dallas. You never know what you're going to get from week to week. You know, and I always uh, they play down to the competition. That means you ain't a professional. 
Mm. Yeah, like, but that's only know. been going on the last 25, 27 <laughs> years all. or so. <laughs> that's, you know, they'll get it together any day now. Sure they will. Rex Ryan, ESPN <laughs> NFL analyst, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, Rex, as always. My pleasure. Right. How concerned. Yeah, Rex knows about them bills. <laughs> up on them fishes. Yeah. How, how concerned should Cowboys fans be with Dak Prescott's play? Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. What did Key see this weekend? Doesn't look good. I can tell you that. It's time for Key's Observations. All right, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, you heard the man. It's time for Key Observations. Key, what do you got for us? Number one, Finns are a playoff team. Take it away. What? Okay. No, you Number you one. Hold on, man. I gotta find it. Jeez, where's it at? Uh-oh. Well, um, Key, let me ask you this: Are you concerned at all about Dak's play the last month of the season? I am uh, a little concerned about mm-hmm. his play the last month of the season. No question about it. But no, no. Well, I'm, I'm asking What's you. Up? Maybe that might be a first observation. Well, is it? I don't know. It, it is. It is. Where is it at? It's not on my sheet. That's this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask not you. In the prompter. Wait, don't worry about that, Key. I'm going to ask you about your observations. What about the fact that Dax, what do you think about Dax's play, number one, uh, well, the I last month of the season? I think his play is bad the last month of the season. That's my number one observation for mm-hmm. the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott. When you look at what he's been able to do in terms of turning the football over, some is his fault, some is the receiver's fault. But it's too much. It's, it's going to come back to bite them in the rear end in the first round in Tampa if this continues. You cannot go out there with everything on the line against the Washington Commanders and lay an egg the way Dak Prescott did. Number two, Key, I understand among your observations, you think something about the 49ers, Eagles, Chiefs, and Bills about their, what that means in the playoffs, those four teams. Well, they, those four teams are rolling. I mean, they're the best four teams that are left in the playoffs, right? Now, the playoffs haven't started, so they're still there. But the best four teams in the playoffs, you look at the 49ers, what do they do? They can run the football well. Brock Purdy's not turning the football over. They play solid, sound defense. And by the way, at some point, they'll get Debo Samuel back at 100%. When will that be? Hopefully at some point in the playoffs. Then you talk about the Eagles. Yeah, they looked a little rusty with Jalen Hurts yesterday, but that's okay. They just getting in the groove. They'll have a week off in the Kansas City Chiefs or the Kansas City Chiefs. They'll get a week off because they got their bye. We know that defense is playing well. And then the Buffalo Bills. Oh, my goodness. I can't wait. What day is that, Jay? Saturday or Sunday that they play? Uh, whatever day, whatever day it is that they play the Miami Dolphins, I can't wait to see those Bills bite up on all those fishes. 
Yeah, and by the way, now that they have Debo, as you mentioned, it's a whole new ball game. All right. Number three, Key, are you uh, very uh, surprised and elated or disappointed in the play of the Green Bay Packers? I am disappointed in the play of the Green Bay Packers. My observation on that team game last night, I sat up and I watched that thing from the beginning to the end because I just knew, okay, it's going to get cold in the second half. They're going to dominate the Detroit Lions and my good friend Aaron Glenn's defense along with along with Dan Campbell, another former teammate of mine. I'm rooting for him, but at the same time, I think Green Bay's going to get this one. Aaron Rodgers and the rest of that team act like they didn't want to win and they didn't want to go to the playoffs. They just wanted to go home and get warm. And that's exactly what they did, which is a crying shame. Two years in a row, they get the first round by, they get the number one seed, they get sent home. They don't even get to the playoffs after giving a guy – $150 million to play the position at quarterback and run off the receiver that's now in Las Vegas in Devontae Adams, and they're at home with us now when they should be in the playoffs. Finally, a layup and a gift, mm. and they wind up missing. Finally, key, fourth and uh, yet not the least, uh, last but not the least, um, Brandon more. Staley. Do you think it was wise or uh, otherwise to play his starters I think it is wise to play him for a snap or two. <laughs> if you don't need him in the game, take him out the game. It does nothing for you at the fifth seed. You do, you're not going to move up. You're not going to move down. And then you take a chance on getting guys hurt that like Williams, who you need in the postseason. You have to have him in the lineup to be successful to try to make it to the Super Bowl. But you're such a smarty pants, right? Bosa was playing. They had to take Bosa out the game. Mike Williams was playing. He he missed the rest of the game had to be carted off. I mean, when you start to look at this, you start to say, man, what is this dude doing? As I've always said, if the Chargers screw it up, it's not because of the players, it's because of the head coach. And guess what? He was trying to screw it up yesterday. Well, he was asked, Brandon Staley, Chargers head coach, who played his starters and wound up with a hurt Mike Williams, who's their second best receiver and a big part of what they do. He was asked, why he played his starters, and listen, to you. you're going to hear the question, you're going to hear him defend it. Listen to this. Was that your decision? Was it you and Tom? Yeah, it's definitely my decision. Tom on board? Yeah, of course. We, go into the, we went into it at the beginning of the week and said, you know, we'll find out before the game what happens, but we have to go play Denver, and uh, we're going to go try and play a good game uh, to the best of our ability and keep everybody safe. Oh, God. <laughs> Yo, I put... put you put him down, and you put the other guys down. You bring up guys that back them up, and you play them. You don't play your front-line guys. They might get a snap or two. You might want to get them, you know, get them loose, let them run around a little bit. That's pretty much it. But you don't play them the extended period of a game. It makes no sense at all. Zero. Key, with the, with the extended injuries this team has battled through throughout the course of the season, that makes no sense to me. Like, that makes no sense. And it has to get to a certain point where we, 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 we've been talking about this for a while with Brandon Justin Staley. Herbert, oh. Justin Herbert would have played a handful of snaps, and that was it. Y'all got him out, okay? Austin Eckler, a handful of snaps out. Keenan, Mike, a handful of snaps out. I would have been bringing dudes up from the practice squad. I mean, you got to know. The, and, and it's not just on Brandon Staley. It's also on the general manager. Because the general manager should be telling him how to set the roster for this particular game in the Denver. And on top of that, Max and Jay, it should be as vanilla as possible. I'm talking about vanilla. They should just be running power O, 
three-step drop. They shouldn't be trying to necessarily win the game. They should be just out there for exercise. Yeah, the, you know, it's funny because you got to be you got to match the what you do to the details of the situation. So I always talk about how in 07 Coughlin played the starters and they played the Pats tough, and even though they lost, they rode that to the Super Bowl and they beat the Pats in the rematch in the Super Bowl and defeated all that stuff, that, the undefeated Pats. But it depends on the type of team you have, the way your season's gone, et cetera, et cetera. This Chargers team was snake bit with injury early Look, on. In, in they Allen, finally got healthy. And Keenan Allen only played half the season. If you want to play him a little extra and get him, you want to throw him a few screens and a few this to just get him get him going, mm-hmm. you do that. But you don't need to have dudes out there. Justin Herbert shouldn't be out there throwing a the football 37 times. It's just like, what are you trying to prove at this point? Like, what are you really trying to prove? So you because said if something they- would have happened to Justin Herbert, mm-hmm. now what? You, you said that Staley had done enough to come back, right? Do you think? Think in light of the Mike Williams injury, that's still the case. I think I think he still, I think he still is there for the keeping. You do, um, unless something happens in the playoffs that make you go, wait a minute, man, we can't this dude here. Then you, you know, yeah, there's always that the, caveat for sure, right? Like if he does, if, if there's some something monumentally crazy that happens in the playoffs and they lose yeah. as a result it's another right i agree yeah that's reasonable can, he just be doing some wild stuff to <laughs> me. Key, just let me ask you like to me it's not sometimes i know we get into track record and like oh they made the playoffs but it comes down to like an easy question who is the better coach and if you're questioning a lot of decisions that brandon staley has made over his couple of years being with the organization and you're looking at sean payton and you're comparing the two who would you rather have it's that easy I mean, to me. Speaking, it, 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 it is easy to it is easy to take Sean over Staley, but the fact that he's been there a couple years and now they're in the playoffs, it just it just makes it harder to to put that type of pressure on. And the owners don't like to spend money. Yeah, that's the other thing, Spanos. All right, thing. you know, by by the standards of multi billionaires, they're 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 in the poorhouse. Okay, so <laughs> so, so uh, how many billions under ten? Oh my God, is you ought to be ashamed. Um, how meaningful was that loss, speaking of coaches who could be on the hot seat, how meaningful is that loss for Dallas yesterday? That's coming up. Keyshawn, J. Willemax. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Keyshawn, J. 
Jay Will and Max. The Dallas Cowboys. Oh, my goodness. We have not mentioned the Cowboys. This team, to me, the lack of professionalism drives me crazy for, for Dallas. You never know what you're going to get from week to week. You know, and I always like, they play down to the competition. That means you ain't a professional. To be fair, oh Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, when Coach Rex Ryan says when you, if you play down to the competition, it means you're not a professional. Speaking of the Cowboys, we always say that about the Cowboys. That's only been going on recently, like the last 25, 6, 7 years. But before that, they, <laughs> that never used to happen. So, you know, maybe Keyshawn's it's just fault. a little blip in the radar. Oh, what up, Key? ESPN NFL analyst. Dan Orlovsky with us right now. Morning, Dan. What did What's you up? say, ears? <laughs> Gee, what? <laughs> right away. I said, What's wrong with you? I said, I think you signed with the Cowboys in 97, and Max said, that's the 25 years of mediocrity. So we attached it to your name. Mm. Damn. Um, okay. Don't we us. Dan, I, I heard somebody. I'm not even about to get into your ass, uh, Dan. I'm going to leave you alone. Pause. Yeah, yeah. Why are you trying to get into hey, that? Yo. What's wrong with you, nasty ass? Anyway, I don't like you the way you just wanted this is to going. say that, didn't you, Jack? I didn't like I that because did. I wasn't even he talking nuts. to you. You always chiming in when nobody's talking to you. Well, you wait, I'm the on the show quiet? with you. All right, Dan, Dan how are you doing, man? How surprised are you about the Packers yeah. the way that they lost last yeah. night, man? I'm not surprised. The way that Detroit has been playing, I guess um, the gutsy play calling. The situational, we're going to go for this by Detroit, that's not surprising. I guess what's surprising is the fact that that they went in with everything on the line for Green Bay into Lambeau and got it done and really got it done defensively. I think the reality is this. Um, One, they got whooped at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the football, Green Bay. Number two... This is the disappointing end of a very disappointing season if you're Green Bay. And the fact that you got into it, I'll give you credit, but outcoached, outplayed, and when it comes to specifically Aaron Rodgers, just re-watching it, it was just searching for plays. They were just searching for big plays. There was no, let's go be, fi- be efficient on offense. Let's go get completions. It was, we're just going to try to throw the ball downfield that much. And um, I think the, the game ends on two plays, really. The interception, because they can't pick up protection, story of the season. And then that fourth and one call by the Lions where I don't – it was Green Bay not ready for it? I mean, completely unprepared for the moment. Wow. Unbelievable. I, I, I mean, how much of that is on, you know, because Mike Tannenbaum's been here saying, you know, you got young receivers. It's a pivotal year. You got to be picking them up from the airport, developing rapport early on. Not guys, we're not going to. Let's not. Like, people have been saying that since like April. Like we got to move on. <laughs> yeah, to no. But I'm, by but, the way, they missed Devonte Adams too. Like, let's move on. Yes, <laughs> but Dan, the reason it's relevant is because when you lose Devonte Adams, what they were trying to do, in my opinion, the Packers is kind of like what Golden State's trying to do. Right? They're trying to thread the needle. We're not going to take a step back. We're going to break and we're going to develop young talent so we don't miss a beat. But hopefully, we can coach them up to the point where by late in the year, they've come along enough so that, we're, that, that we can – and that's not what happened. And, Dan, we're talking about a margin of a single game, a few plays. Sure. So that's why I look back but now not in and say maybe that was relevant. No, Max, but they're not, not going to the playoffs today and pointing to this singular and or top reason because Aaron Rodgers didn't pick up young receivers at the airport. Okay? <laughs> they're not going – one or two plays, Dan. No. They're, not going, season, Dan. they're not going to the playoffs because – one, the starting quarterback broke his thumb for like 10 weeks, okay? Number two, the offensive line massively underperformed for the great majority of their season, and Bakhtiari never came back at left tackle. Number three, the defense wasn't nearly as good as that individual talent should have been added up to. And then four, yes, the, I guess the lack of health 
on-field time and productivity by those young receivers. But that's but, but not Dan, the I get, singular I, I understand you can, you can say that. If that's a reason, it's way down here. But I ask you, since these are you're looking for every little marginal advantage, right? If you think it's worth it to start developing the rapport early, if that results in one or two more positive plays, you never can tell. The point is he, that you only point fingers in failure, right? If they make the playoffs, no one's pointing fingers. But here we have failure. And so we look at every little thing you could have done to help yourself. Isn't that one thing he could have yeah, done? Yeah, Dan, see if you would have just picked up Megatron a couple times, yeah. you know? <laughs> what could have been? Yeah, you never could, picked him up what from could, the airport, what been, Dan. Dan yeah. if you'd I picked certainly up wouldn't Megatron, be on radio right? with makeup right Calvin now. Johnson <laughs> needed to be picked up yeah, from yeah. the airport. Yeah, you left him point, there. I, I am, what do you make of Aaron Rodgers' post-game comments about, once again, going into the offseason? Is it just – Status quo for you at this juncture because you've heard it so many times. Yeah, that you- uh, sit, sit and wait, you know, and wait and see type of thing. I think the reality is my feelings on Aaron Rodgers this offseason are very much too, so attached to, you know, what Devontae Adams decided to do. If Devontae Adams decided, well, because of or slightly or partly because of the back and forth and what his future is like, I can't commit to being a part of it. I think that's just the reality of we are just going to sit here and wait. And I think if Devontae chose to do that, there's chances that um, that organization is going to sit there and go like, hey, hey, we, we, we got to know right now. So I think Aaron can still play at a really high level. He's got to stay healthy, but um, we'll sit and wait for him. Wait and see. Dan Orierski joining us this morning on Keyshawn J. Will and <laughs> Max, our ESPN <laughs> football analyst. I just had to just do something. Dan, let me ask you this, though, because you know how we, we keep it 100 with each other. Yeah. Is Dak Prescott good, man? Like, what's, what's Not like, right is now, he, no. Is he good? What's no. his problem? Key, not right now. Uh, what's his yesterday, problem? Yesterday is the worst game I've ever seen Dak play, and this is the worst season I've ever seen Dak play. And everybody has made this big deal, and I've said this for, like, Two and a half months now. The, the consistency of the ball going to the wrong place is concerning. It's disturbing. It's alarming. And everyone's like, well, he, they're the number one offense in the NFL since Dak's come back. Guys, watch, like, watch the games. Don't just look at these, these, these stats and the box score. What, there, there are so many opportunities for the ball to go to the other team on a consistent basis. And everyone's like, well, look at Dak get through number four in the progression. He's, he's an NFL quarterback. Yeah, congratulations. And so, the and, and key for me, like the, the basic stuff that he's missing. That, that pick six yesterday, the, the, the play before is a dropped interception. That's really bad because there's but, two guys wide open. But, Dan, why is he always late to the far side of the field? Yeah. He's I, always late to the far side of the field. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, Key. I mean, I'm going to break this that, that pick six down on get up. Look how late he is. That, late. And, Key, that ball shouldn't even get thrown. Like, you know this. That's an alert. That's a yes-no. That's a pre-snap decision. Is the defense giving it to you or not? Because if they're not great, we have another play that's on. We don't need that play. That is, that is 100 out of 100. It's 100 out of 100. There's three guys wide open on that play. The back in the flat, the backside slant by Gallup, and Schultz over the ball. All it is, Key, is slant spacing. And the, yeah. and, and, and the ball should never go there. And that's my thing is I sit there and go, dude, wh- how, how are you? The, the corner's got outside leverage by two outside yards. Yeah. He's got vision. He's sitting off vision to you. That you is not right giving you that panic. Is that panic? I, no, I don't think it's panic. It's just like, 
it's it's not not it's not, it's not reading it and seeing it clear and pre-snap not seeing reading. it clear that, that I'm telling thing, you correct when his first thing the outside leverage like Dan says You're the done. corner's hips is yep. to the sideline yep. so you already know it's outside leverage and as soon as he saw it all he did was drove as soon as he saw it he's looking at the quarterback the quarterback eyes the is right staring on down the, the damn receiver he's He's looking right at the dude. Yeah. Dan, one of my boys who plays NFL played for a long time actually sent me a text yesterday it's just saying, oh, Dak Prescott is Kirk Cousins with a better PR machine. Huh. Um, you guys, is, I think is, everybody – Is that true? I'm, I think I'm everybody asking. knows where I stand on Dak Prescott, and as for years, I've always thought Dak is a good player. Good I was player. the person who said don't give a good player great player money. I felt and the same way. And everyone killed me for it. So I felt the same way, I Dan. I still he's, believe he's Dak is a good player, okay? And Dak is a tremendous leader. And he's tough as nails. But he is what he is as a player. And everyone has these expectations that he will become something greater because of the contract attachment. That's the reality of the NFL. But he's a good player. And I have years, I've been killed for this, Jay. Years I've said, find me the moments when you've seen greatness in him. Play-wise, not person-wise, not perseverance-wise. A little bit against the Packers in that playoff wise. game before Rodgers you know, bit him with that great play. But What, in 2016? Yeah, I, Dan, what? I'm with you. He, <laughs> he was, was like – He was the best offensive line of maybe NFL history. He was I a B-plus, and everyone assumed, <laughs> everyone assumed he was trending toward A, but it never happened, and, and they kind of put the cart before the horse. He's, he's a B-plus then, he's a B-plus now. He's a good player. He's a good player that – because of the team he plays for, the money that's attached to his name, there, there are the thought and or expectations. He's great, and he's never been that performance-wise consistent. He's going to have some more runway, though, because they'll blame he it on McCarthy to, this he year. He has too and many head-scratching moments for me. He's starting, to, he's starting to really tick me off. Hey, if they go, I've been in this corner. I've been in this corner too long for him to treat me this way. Good <laughs> luck if they go onto the road and get whooped by Tampa. Uh, Dan Orlovsky, ladies and gentlemen. Good luck. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. 
Sirius XM Channel 80. Guys. Hey, hey, how you doing there, Maxie? How are you, Key? I'm doing great, man. This morning and Monday Mm -hmm. morning, regular season's over in the NFL. We got a little college football tonight. Little college football. Championship. Little Georgia, little TCU. They all around here. Oh, they they going crazy in L.A., these TCU fans. Imagine if TCU even makes it a real game. Oof. Love you, Smith, guys. Love you, some Smith. Fired by the Texans after one year. I think what did it was that win on the final game. <laughs> uh, we're going to go for a two-point conversion. Yeah, this go. is what yeah. we're going to do. You know that number one overall pick? I'm out of here anyway. All right, guys, take this yeah, with I know, it. right? That, that, <laughs> it feels that way. It's like Lovey said, yeah, I'm going to do y'all in because yeah. I think I know what y'all getting ready to do to me. That's right. And now the Bears good, got the number good for one him pick if that, Good for him if that is the case. Well, it was a combination of both. It had to be both, right? Why not go for the win? Yeah, what no, no. we're talking about is if they lose the game, the Texans get the number one pick I in the draft. No, I'm just explaining to the audience. Oh, okay. But since they won, since Lovey Smith went for it and won the game, now the Bears get the number one pick in the draft because it looked like he was on his way out anyway, Lovey Smith. Yeah, so he basically not, he basically said, I'm not doing you any favors to the Houston Texans because they fired, they were going to fire him probably anyway, and he smelt it, you know? you could, yeah. He could tell – they probably had some conversations and passing of not speaking to him in the last couple of weeks. You know, he's not stupid. He's like, okay, y'all y'all getting ready to do me in, so I know what I'm going to do to y'all. I'm going to win this game. Meantime, uh, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. Um, meantime, so this is from uh, Adam Schefter on December 18th. NFL officials have informed the owners that the league's 32 franchises, the teams have spent eight. $100 million on fired coaches and front office executives over the past five years, league sources told ESPN. The NFL is preaching patience to teams with the hopes of trying to cut back on the massive expense of firing people in key high-profile positions. I mean, what, I mean. by the way, can I just Why say something about care? that real quick? They making money hand over Yeah, Key, this is, the thing, this is the thing that, that the NFL, I'm sure, understands. When you suppress salaries to the extent that the NFL has, because there's, there's a hard cap, when you do that, the money, and, but there's a surplus of money. Competitive people, NFL owners are competitive, will fu- it will, that money will find its way onto the field to get a competitive advantage. And so the reason we're seeing this, what it's really an indication of, the fact that all the, the, you know, they're eating all this salary and fired coaches, <laughs> is that salaries are too low in the NFL. There's a lot of extra money going around, and competitive people are looking for an edge, and if they think they can find that in a coach, they'll do it because the fire coach's money doesn't count against any salary cap. Well, how about that you just keep hiring the wrong damn people? Why would anyone want to work for the Texans, Key? I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to work for them. There's no there's – no, I mean, you know, you're going to have some coaches that are going to interview because it's only 32 jobs, right? So you're going to have people – that's going to interview and, and, and want a job because that's what they want. But I wouldn't want to work for them. Just based on their history and the way that they've handled things over the last several years, it is not something that I would be lining up to do. Daryl and oh, – go ahead, go ahead, Jay. You're just going to skip me? I didn't know if you, you were looking away. I didn't th- thought you were interested in the topic. I didn't know. Jay is kind of – some, some. We're gonna talk off air, man, because something's bothering you. You're very aggressive. It's your this face. Um, <laughs> well, to wit, <laughs> yes. Wow. What is the truth? Um, wow. So two years now, key in the road. David Cully and now Lovey Smith. Two black coaches. One year. Rooney Rule. Okay. Like you know, I'm pissed off about it. I have a feeling a lot of other people are. But this question, like you know, who would want to work for the organization? Like, why are we wasting our time with that? Mm. 
Like, we're going to talk about this. You're going to hear an uproar for today. And then tomorrow we'll go back to football. And nobody really cares. Well, one of the things about, you know, the, 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 the uh, paucity of black coaches in the NFL, head coaches, is that when someone does get a job, like, it, w- it was inescapable that, oh, hold on, a bad team without a quarterback, without a future, um, <laughs> hires a, an old coach. So, like, clearly that guy. Old, he's not old, though. And we're like, I know, but it's just, the white, it's just the white and the beard, like, I guess. Expectations were he's supposed he's to, like, No, but I'm talking about Cully, out. too. How old was Cully when he got hired? But Cully, Cully was, was – Yeah. Cully was a lifer in terms of being an assistant coach. Yeah. Lovey Smith is a head coach, man. They, I don't know what the Texans. I don't. I have no idea what their plans are, what they're thinking, whatever the case is. They just when they made, hired Love, you thought this is their long term plan. I figured he would be there at least four years. Mm. I, at I least mean, not, two, three. Not at least, yeah. Come on, man. The dude ain't even get out of January. You like you what, can't what possibly chance? win with that team. It's just no matter who you are. That's what Hell, I'm saying. Bill Belichick, the greatest coach that people say he couldn't win with that team. Hey, uh. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Daryl in North Carolina wants to talk about the Cowboys, guys. What's up, Daryl? Good morning, guys. Love your show. I was ready to flame through, flame the uh, Cowboys, but I'm sorry. I've listened to Avlosky and Tannenbaum for the last eight years, and they've told us that the market sets the price for starting quarterbacks. The market. When Carson Wentz got his money, the market. When Jerry Goff got his money, the market. When uh, Matt Ryan got his money, the market. When David Carr was the highest paid player in NFL history, the market. But when it was time for Dak to get his money, all that went out the window. Now it's time for Lamar Jackson to get his money. Oh, we got to do a market reset. Reset these. I'm proud of that mess. All right. Okay, guys. Want Lamar to take left. He's going to have to take left. Take left of these. Come on, guys. Go ahead, Daryl. I'm tired of this. All right, now All right, let me get back to the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Dad. Let me get back to the Cowboys. Do it quick, guys. though, Dad. We got a minute all, here. Okay, okay. Let me get back to to the Cowboys. Dak is the only quarterback. He's paid elite quarterback money, franchise quarterback money, but he gets backup quarterback blame and responsibility. When this season started, you guys didn't mention Dak's got to get to the Super Bowl. Dak's got to get his team deep in the playoffs. McCarthy. If McCarthy doesn't do this, if McCarthy doesn't get to the Super Bowl, it's his fault. And it's going to be that way when the season's over. It's going to be McCarthy's fault been or Jerry that. Jones' fault. Yeah, no, been right. saying that. You're been right. saying that. I always said Dak has two years of runway built in because first they're going to get him a new coach, and then they're going to say, well, it's year one with a new coach. I'm telling you they build in excuses for Dak, no question. What about and by the, the way, I would not have given what? Carson Wentz the money. I wouldn't have given Dak the money either. What about the Cowboys makes you have confidence in them leading into their game versus Tampa Bay? Like, what about this team right now? Makes well, you feel the, good the, about the, the matchup of pass rush versus bad offensive line with an old quarterback. But I agree with you, Jay. I, I, I don't like. I wouldn't want to play Tom Brady on the road if I'm the Cowboys. Jay, did Aaron Rodgers Jay. play his last game as a Packer? <laughs> Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from six to ten Eastern on ESPN Radio. 